Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hive. Thank you for joining me on this, the 34th episode of The Edge of Every Day here on talkradio.nyc. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, and for those of you who don't know me yet, I encourage you to check out my bio on talkradio.nyc, or of course, you can visit my website, sandrabargeman.com. And please tune in to any of my previous episodes with my inspiring guests. In a nutshell, this show is about celebrating triumphs, pushing boundaries, and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we're resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and our understandings, both about ourselves and about the world around us. Those places where we don't want to look. Listen, we live in turbulent times, and we are coming to understand that life isn't just black or white. It must be an embrace of both. And the more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this evening. Dr. Benita Zahn is a certified health and wellness coach working with clients at Capital Cardiology Associates. Benita spent more than 40 years as a health reporter and news anchor at WNYT in Albany, New York. She covered issues such as wellness, treatment, breakthroughs, treatment breakthroughs, aging, nutrition, and the latest healthcare trends. Benita's work has taken her around the world and across the USA. She's covered the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy, Hurricane Katrina, the inauguration of President Obama, and both Republican and national conventions. Benita is a contributor to the weekly Live Smart page in the Times Union, the HMRRC, Hudson Mohawk Roadrunners Club, Pace Setter, and the new magazine, 55 Plus Living. Benita also created and co-hosts the podcast, Everything Theater. Benita earned her master's and doctorate in bioethics at the Alden March Bioethics Institute at Albany Medical College. She earned her CHWC from the prestigious Well Coaches School of Coaching. She is a proud member of Actors' Equity Association and performs with the Singing Anchors. Benita has won numerous awards for her work, including a New York Emmy, International Radio and Television Award, NYS Broadcasters Award, and has been honored by numerous health organizations. It is a great pleasure to say hello and welcome Benita Zahn. Hello, Sandy, and everybody who's listening tonight. And what a treat it is for me. Oh, my God, I've been so excited for you to be here. I have had a longstanding fangirl crush on Benita Zahn. And it's mutual, me to you, my sister. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I love, love, love. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm going to say that a million times. I'm just so thrilled that we're spending this hour together. But I'm also going to share, as I love to do with our listeners, how I know my guests. And Benita, you and I have known each other for 
29 years. Holy 19, I know. How, how do, how do we do anything? For you were 20? doing bird calls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my God. I love that you remember that. Oh my Lord. So sorry, folks, we, we might get into this a few times. Just oh, Lord. Our, own little, our own little glory. So we did, uh, I, and I had to do an exotic bird call at my audition for this for Stephen Earl Edwards, literally. And it was sort of the thing, if I got asked to do an exotic, because it was on my special skills, if I got asked to do it, it was like a good luck, like you're going to get this gig. And Stephen Earl did it. So the, I, I had literally just moved four days prior mm. to Albany from New York City via Los Angeles, moved mm. in with then, then boyfriend on a nature preserve just outside of Albany. Four days later, I auditioned for Kiss Me Kate mm-hmm. at Park Playhouse, your beloved, our beloved Park Playhouse. And we did um, Kiss Me Kate together. And you yep. were. Go- I played Hattie. I had that opening number, another opening, another show. And I split the role, actually, because my schedule as a reporter anchor was so crazy. So they cast another incredibly talented woman to split the role with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the weekend. I did, uh, I think. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. And if I had the opportunity, I would jump in just to the chorus during the week if life wasn't too crazy. Um, She's a much better singer than me. Um, But I could do something she couldn't do. I could jump up on the piano. (laughs) I had a bruise on my leg from hitting that piano that took me into November. Oh, my Lord. What we do. What we did for love. Right. And you were just, you know, people don't know Sandra Sandy. I just have to tell you that she's sitting. So if you see her, actually, her legs come up just below her neck. So, you know, if if all this didn't was going to work out, showgirl, Vegas girl, you got the legs for it. Oh, and my Lord. The and it was, you know, sometimes you have an opportunity in life where lightning strikes mm. and you are able to enjoy and share and experience and create with people who then go on to spend some part of your life with you, even beyond that. And that was one of those experiences. Oh my Lord. Yes. I mean, you know, to have have Tim Nelson, who you, Tim Nelson, a lifelong friend, the stage husband for life. He and I um, went on. You resurrected that marriage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> few, just a few years ago, we resurrected that marriage just at same said park playhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it was a, a great entrance into that community for me. And certainly meeting you was one of the highlights. I mean, Sandy, you didn't know this was really going to be an episode of this is your life. Sandra Bargeman. <laughs> yeah, no, I would expect nothing else. In fact, I almost told you, Benita, I want you to ask me questions too. That's the kind of conversation I want to have with you. Uh, yeah, totally great. Um, so you, um, was that, I don't know, was that, I know that you you have an extraordinary relationship with Park Playhouse through the last. I'm, I am now the board president and have been, love this that. is I think my second be. term. Um, and I, I love it because it's, the creative process from a different perspective. I was also president during the time. And for people who don't live in the capital region, um, Park Playhouse had only been an outdoor summer theater company. Um, may have been in terms of seating the largest on the East Coast. I think it, it is and, and continues yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. But it started um, evolving. And there's a wonderful- As well it should program, have been. Right? And Park Playhouse too. And the kids who are- doing um this the the main stage production is head over heels going on right now if you get to the albany area please treat yourself you can come and sit and watch it for free it is free theater of course there are paid seats and we'd love it if you put some money in the bucket (laughs) plug 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 right but um i want i think it's i want to say the numbers 14 of the cast members all came up through the Park Playhouse Kids program. That's and these, these well, they, young folks very... are 
it's it's amazing. So um, they're very so loyal. Nice. And I'm going to toot the BZ horn, which I'm not really good at. As I was listening oh, to the uh, since when it. I spoke, I am now a member of SAG-AFTRA. Excellent. And Excellent. I also passed my national boards for health coaching. Ah, I saw that on, yay. The ink is barely dry. And they spelled my name with a small B and a capital Z. And I thought that was kind of funny until. BZ. Yeah, BZ. So one of the guys were at Capital. We all want to BZ. Said something. I said, all right, I'll I'll get get him to do it. But yeah, so. That's fabulous, fabulous. Walking through doors, right? We're going to talk. We are walking. Well, and that's your, we, that's both of our platforms. The door opens, walk through it. And always reinventing, always trying something new. This is one of the many things I adore about you. You are the quintessential multi-hyphenate, as they're saying, in the in the youngster world and the, the hipster world, that you, your zest for life. There's not a lot of people that I can say have a zest for life that combine passions and interests and skills and continue to grow in their knowledge, in their wisdom, but it remains still a passion. And you've been able to weave your professional life with your personal life, with your passions for health and fitness and performing and storytelling in such a way that has created an extraordinary tapestry. Well, and inspires many. Thank you. And I, I was, and it's what you teach. It's what I try to teach. It's what we try to impart this wholeness of life. And, and I, I know it's what you bring to your coaching and congratulations again. And we're going to get into your coaching in a bit. It's, I'm going to jump in. It's funny. You said about sharing and teaching. If only there was, and I'll say this to clients, if only I had fa- fa- fairy dust that I could, you know, sprinkle. But mm-hmm. I think, Sandy, the fairy dust is us bringing ourselves and being present. And Amen. that speaks to the edge of every day because that is, and that is the edge. a fearful, fearsome, fear-inducing experience. Indeed, there is no greater, no greater explanation of the edge is to be at that place and choose to step through the fear Mm -hmm. into the next expansive experience. In coaching, well coaches Mm. philosophy, that would be a growth edge. Oh, I love it. They use edge. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Everything is about the edge of every day. It's mm-hmm. edge of every day and coaching everywhere. <laughs> well, um, we've got two minutes to break. So I quickly want to, to express to everyone. I don't know that we'll get into too much with it because then I want to move on to your coaching. But I, I want to mention your podcast, Everything Theater. I just listened to it and it's so fantastic you're one of course you're wonderful but it's it's you know no surprise here's my shock face um (laughs) um but you i just i i love the whole idea of it and i love how it serves the community and and lifts up the community and gets the word out and people you know because so many times people learn about things later after they're closed and so this is a great thing and we're having a great time with it. It came, it was born out of a show. I was doing um, Shakespeare in Love at Capital Rep. And one of the uh, my fellow actors, uh, Ellen Cribbs, who's my co-host, mm-hmm. we were chatting. And it was one of those, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Great. We're let's, all podcasters. Right. Let's do a podcast, you know. And let us be podcasters. We'll marry our money together. And we bought equipment. And then, you know, of course, the world closed down. So we had to go to Zoom. We used to go out live and do this. Um, And it's great fun. But what this afforded us, you've got to find the silver lining, is that we're now able to talk to theaters, actors in in front of the, you know, house, behind the house, all over the country. Yeah, amen. Exactly. So it's really 
and, and so many of them. I think you can't really tell in the background uh, there's a tail that's waving. My dog has shown up. Aw, adorable. Just a little bit. Of a, She's excited, wait. and she wants a break. We need yeah. a break. We're going to yeah. go to commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into Benita Zahn's illustrious career as a journalist and a health pr- reporter. When we come back on the edge of every day with Benita Zahn. Stay tuned. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. thought of you last week um i'm i was telling a story and it made me think of you and my excitement about our conversation our upcoming conversation i'm fascinated with the edge of journalism and communication and communications and theater work performing work acting work and it So the story I was telling was um, that when I was in seminary, it was right before I was going to seminary, I was at a dinner party. It was not people that I knew well. It was work colleagues of my husband. And I I shared that I was going to seminary to become an interfaith minister. And they knew that I was an actor. And there was this long pause and this incredulity that an inability to kind of connect the dots between being an actor and uh, and and a spiritual leader or a spiritual seeker or someone stepping out of the proverbial spiritual closet in a big way and and i was like and, and they said as much and it was a little crushing and but i you know well i i've always been i always see it as very simple to connect those dots um what's at the heart of the creative journey and what's at the heart of the spiritual journey is know thyself the greek maxim know thyself and storytelling so i was telling that story just recently again and i thought of you with the edge of communications your journalism and your work in that field combined with your work in acting and performing and i i I can imagine that you've been asked that kind of question yourself oh many times yeah and dunned for it too so at the yeah gun for it exactly gun for it like yeah Yeah. because you know as you pointed out at the heart of all this is the storytelling which pared down is communicating 
and communicating as effectively as possible. So intentionally. Um, yes. Like any actor, like any storyteller, like anyone that wants to change the world, like any coach, like. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it's yeah. getting to the essence and the truth. Yeah, totally. Uh, but what's that from um, uh, Jack Nicholson says in the movie, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> um well, and, and, and it's fascinating to gun for it. It's fascinating to, to be so excited about the superficial and the lack of depth and desire to see the intention and the, the true impulse behind acting is yeah. really, is storytelling in service to yes. humanity. Well said. And... Yeah, I mean, sure. But if actors... someone didn't like a story I was doing, clearly my eyebrows were the wrong color or right. too bushy or they moved too much. Oh, she's in, she's trying to be an actor too. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. So how so to comment on that, how do you, how has doing both of them at the same it together in your life, how has that served you? How have the two served each other? potentially professionally and how does that the two of them together weave together and serve your heart um i think that they always reinforce the truth and truth telling amen and um being it forces you to sit back and not be crushed i've often said and i don't know if it's a woman thing that if you bring a front loader of praise to my doorstep, I'm like, okay, but if you throw one rock, I'm crushed. And I really had to work through that because, you know, when you're on stage, the critics, everybody's got a comment. And, and someone much older and wiser than me once said, if you believe the good reviews, that means you are giving them credit for knowing something about theater so if you get a bad review well you've already given them credit for knowing something about mm -hmm. theater so i think that you and then and there was a time before instagram and all that where mm -hmm. we had someone who used to write write nasty grams if you will and mail them to the station wow someone took the there's time. some good use of some creative energy Right. To be so awful. Yeah. Because that's what they are. They're being awful. Mm -hmm. And it really makes you sit back and be as understanding of the human situation. I'll be kind. I'll call it situation. Um, but you really have to toughen up, too. And you have to find your center. Because if you're coming from a place of truth, mm. you've got to let that out. And you can't be going, okay, so this one said I should do this. And that one right. says, absolutely. And then you're well, never you. And here's your moment. My grandfather used to tell stories. And the last story he told breaks down like this. There's a man taking an ox to market with his grandson and they're walking and somebody says, old man, why are you walking? You've got the ox, you should ride. You know, and this goes on. Somebody says, why are you riding? The kid should ride. Why are you both riding? Why are you both riding? You're going to kill the ox. The moral of the story is do what you believe is right because everyone is going to have an opinion. opinion. Everyone. Absolutely. Last story he ever told. Hmm. And I had to weave that into my life as a journalist and as an actor. And they're not the same. Now as a coach. And now as a coach. But the essence is honesty. Yeah. And knowing yourself. And knowing, because you can't tell your truth without deeply knowing yourself. Yes. And that's hard work. It's the spiritual journey. Yes. It's the creative journey. That it, But there's no other work to be done at right. the end of the day. Someone as curious as you, there's no other work to do. 
20. People come and think, oh, I have lost weight. I've lost weight 20 times. I can't keep it off. Well, share with me, what is the roadblock? Oh, I get bored. So we have to explore why someone gets bored mm-hmm. with their well-being. And that's multifaceted. There are so many layers to that. You're really not bored with staying healthy. It's yeah. so much more than that. Yes, truly. It's so much more. So- and that's where the wonderful work happens. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, and the digging into the, the like I say, in, in the, the, the beliefs and the understandings, the edge of our understandings, the contradictions that we may feel, oh. you know, I, I, I think I'm a curious person. Why am I bored right, right now? Mm-hmm. What do I need to take a look at and change to unlock that door so I can walk through it again? Right. I'm, I'm just using all our metaphors. That, right, women don't think that, and it's not really boredom. That's not it. When you push it, it's that women don't feel they're entitled. Women mm. feel they are selfish when they provide self-care. Well, yeah, we are getting into, um, I wanted to get into what, what have you discovered when, about women in your coaching in terms of, you know, what, what their health issues are, but I want to back up because I want to talk about bioethics because it tells the holistic story and that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about here. Um, So how did bio, so you have this incredible career. You're, you're back and forth between your report, your health reporting and your anchoring and you're all in, in different time slots and growing and learning and, and you've moved from Syracuse to Albany and your, your career is taking off. So how do you step into bioethics? When did you discover that? What was the impulse for that? Um, and what is bioethics for okay, our so listeners? Because say- I did a deep dive and I was like, yeah. Uh, There's two underpinnings to bioethics, but really to me, the biggest one is autonomy. Yeah, totally. It's um, empowering, um, giving the space for empowerment and uh, that empowerment for people to drive their own bus. You know, so much of medicine was patriarchal. Oh my God. And this is so collaborative. Yeah. Right. And and And, turning our our doctors into some sort of gods, like our priests. No, no, no. We have to our own advocates. Yes, that's right. But then you need to be empowered to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you need, if you're in the hospital setting and things have really gone sideways, you can ask if they if they have an ethics cons, consult service, and the ethicist will come up. And they're not working; they're paid by the hospital, but they're not working for the hospital. They are there for you. They yes. become um, the the non judgmental hearing right group so how did go ahead ahead. so how did this how how did did you step into this to support your your journalism you know it's it's got two minutes to break okay it's almost embarrassing but i was looking seriously i thought i would go to get my master's in nutrition and it was not an online program and this came into my inbox and I went, I, I had it. one of those oh, the grandfather hat, Boom. you know, Betty Boop, you know, I went, whoa, this looks, this I think speaks to me. The universe. And oh. Turned out, and it did, and the program was going through some tumultuous times, but as I, after I finished, then they applied to the state for the doctoral program, mm. and I was one of two people in the first graduating class, both women. One of them is now, I believe, still running the ethics program at uh, Cleveland Clinic. Oh my, this is. And I married television with it because my master's program was looking at the um, effectiveness of using uh, television to convey a message for advanced directives in healthcare proxy acceptance. Unbelievable. I I have a real boring. So I would, uh, yes, you do. Yeah, that's clear. And I got to watch. Before we jump off, I just had it made me think of I just jumped back to watch your passion when that brief amount of time, those four years I lived in Albany, and I would watch you on the news and just I just loved your passion for health. I loved all that you did, but I loved your passion for health. 
and and how you were able to impart that information and in in such a way that was clear um and made it accessible and and so to to go to get your master's to go to get your doctorate to expand that understanding into a even more expansive holistic understanding i'm sure only served all of your reporting it, 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 thank you it did it changed how i approached a story and how i shared it oh, i love that well that's the perfect place for us to take a break when we come back we're going to continue to talk about benita's coaching and her ongoing health work and Maybe we'll get a little bit more in about her theater life when we come back with Benita Zahn on the Edge of Every Day. Stay tuned. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never On the edge of every, of every day, and we are back with Benita's on. But before we get into the things that I said we're going to get into, this is a question I really want to ask, is how has the landscape of media shifted throughout your journey as a journalist, as an anchor, as a health reporter, how has the landscape of how media is put out and how it's consumed, how has that shifted? What is your opinion and how has it changed your relationship with the work? And maybe even how did it affect your choice in becoming a coach? I know there's a lot of questions in there. <laughs> I can see I, it's been a uh, um, cataclysmic change. Um, probably. 15 years ago at this point, I was teaching at a local college uh, journalism course. And one of my, it was on interview skills. And I assigned the class to listen to the State of the Union. And half of them had no idea. No idea what a State of the Union was. They had never listened to it. These are not, you know, back number kids. I mean, and they were like, I have to watch it in real time because I'm going to pick up my phone, because this is, you know, the phone, this is where they get everything, right there. Um, at their time, they control the world. They control the access How the to world media. affects them in their minds. Right. Um, and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, have to watch it. That would be the assignment. Uh-huh. Right. And we were just, I was able to use um, Zoom. It was, it was Skype. 
Right. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Right. To get a, a guest uh, from out of the area for them to interview. So that's 15 years ago. Maybe six years ago, I was doing an event because it's a matter of one, two, three, maybe it's only four years ago. I was doing a fundraiser at a local tavern. And let's say there were 100 people and 50 50, you know, but they were all mostly young folks. And one of the young women was really pretty snotty. I got to say, well, I don't want you, you know, are you, where are you? Because somebody made a comment, you know, this is Benita from Channel 13. And that's when I think she was embarrassed that she didn't know who I was. And I'm pleased, get you know, I'm not. Yeah, but, I know, you're not that way. Looked at her phone, she goes, this is the only place I get my news, waving her phone at me. Said, okay, I don't care how old you are, just be nice. That's, I, I gotta be nice thing. But again, so 15 years ago, I came back to the newsroom and I said, kids, um, the box, it doesn't matter who's there. That's the end, the world's done. It's in the little thing. Oh, we're still making some money. That's what it comes down to, Sandy. Yeah. So I come back, what, four or five years ago, I go, hey, kids, really, here, we, we've got to be looking differently here. Oh, it's still, it's changed tremendously and irrevocably. There was a time where there was so much money coming in, and money, it, it's coming down to money, where media management stood under the tree and said, I don't have to grab those singles. Oh, heck with the fives. I got so many big bills coming. Then things started changing, and they had to pick up those smaller bills. Then they had to start shaking the tree. Now they got to wrap their arms around the tree to get money and they're not happy about it. So there's a few things happening. The finances have changed dramatically. The work to make your money has changed dramatically. Trying to figure out how to monetize this has changed dramatically. And there was a time, I'm, I'm that old, where mainstream media was ABC, NBC, CBS. Um, CNN was just coming in. There was something SNN, Satellite News Network, first. Mm-hmm. And then we had CNN. And now everybody with a cell phone thinks they're a journalist. Right. You're not. Because in journalism, true journalism, and please don't talk to me about what you're watching, you know, on MSNBC and a lot of the shows there, and particularly Fox. Yeah. These are commentators. They yes. are paid to share their opinion. I was paid to not give you an my opinion. opinion. A true journalist. Right. And understand, we all come with a perspective. I am the firstborn in an ethnic household with two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. My life experience will be different than someone who is the youngest female in a house that oh. is not particularly ethnic. Of that course. it's different than the men in my family. So how has it changed tremendously? The delivery of it, the financial. Um, well, it's the finances that drive that delivery and yes. and and that opinion, and yes. even the desire for opinion. So yes. and the, and and did you see it just speed up, speed up in yes. like 2015 and all of that? And now, yeah, it's just. Yep. The way it's consumed, the way it's just feels like it's it, it's not journalism. It is opinion, and it's for clickbait. Yeah, and and by the by, the, and money. the best part of because that's money. Did that change? It, it, so yes. So for the last five years, I had been thinking about leaving journalism. I did. Okay. I still had stories to tell. I loved it, and had it not been for the pandemic, I might still be anchoring the news. And reporting, but because I couldn't do theater, there it comes again. Yeah. Um, I went back to school thinking it was going to help me as a reporter, and I had that epiphany, and I realized that's my reason for being. And in many ways, it's like being a health reporter only on steroids. Oh, completely! I was—it's complete. Well, and I, you know, I've talked to so many women, men as well, but so many women during the pandemic. There was a collective call, a call forward to step into a way to be present to the crossroads where we find ourselves in today's world in a way that hadn't been. And Mm -hmm. I see so many people saying, this is who I am now. Now is that, you know, and they had to really grapple and listen and go Mm -hmm. internal 
during the pandemic and to get to that. And so I love that you discovered this and steroids, coaching on steroids. So, so yeah, um, you had to admit that it was time to change, step out and go in another direction and embrace that. But you're still health reporting. You're still serving humanity. You're still telling stories. You're still uplifting and educating and sparkle dust. So, um, so where, where are you working now? Tell us about um, um, where you have planted your coaching practice. As you mentioned, I'm at Capital Cardiology, one of the biggest, I don't know if it's the biggest, it's a big medical practice, cardiology practice in the capital region. And when I started uh, this work and studying, I reached out to one of the physicians who I had uh, done work with um, before, well, you know, during my reporting days. And I said, so uh, I'm studying this and would you ever, and I, before I finished my pitch, he said, when can you start? <laughs> of course she did. That was February. Okay, oh February of 2021, I gave my notice in May. What I didn't know is, as a medical practice, Sandy, they saw, they see that things are changing. Yeah. So they have, they were crafting a wellness center within yes. their practice. And I believe I was the first hire. So I get hired, then they bring on a bariatric surgeon and his support staff. They add another nutritionist. They've added an exercise physiologist. They added um, a social worker. And they've now embraced, they bought into the Pritikin Intensive Cardiac Rehab Program. So they have a stable practitioners that is very holistic. Right. And once a month, one of the classes um, participants have to take deals with mind-body. So mm-hmm. either I teach that or the social worker does. Do you facilitate with the clients working with all these practitioners? I mean, I would think that you would sort of be the conduit. Well, that's as what a I coach. Would think. Yeah, but they need to be, they, they get sent to me, you know, they get suggested to see me. The, and I bring in clients who are not patients at the practice. Um, right now, insurance is not paying. Always comes down to the almighty book. There are some HSAs will cover it. So there are HSAs, some of the insurers, and I've been working with local insurers. Mm -hmm. There are wellness dollars that you can utilize to cover. And we're not expensive. Um, And there's some research out. The sweet spot is to come every three to four weeks for six to seven sessions. I don't want to see you forever. Well, and a good coach knows that, like a good therapist should know that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Okay, we won't, go, we won't go down that rabbit no, hole. But I, yes. I had one client and I said to her, so where are we going? And I worry about her. You know, she's got mm-hmm. many health issues and she's really, you know, moving things and driving her bus much better. And I said, but where are we going? I said, I really like talking to you. It's nice. I said, but and I'll, I'll keep taking your money. But seriously, you need to think about where are you going? Yeah. Do you, um, in your, your client, we have two minutes to break. In your clientele, do you have a specific, um, I'm sure it's a spectrum of people, but, but is there, has one group of people risen to the top in, in terms of the, the, who you work with? Is it mostly women? Is it mostly older people? Is it, mo- you know, is it younger people? Or is it, is it tr- a true spectrum of people? Mostly women, but there are men. Mm-hmm. I joke women come in and often cry and men come in and bargain. Oh, okay. It different way we deal with life. And there are men who cried and there were women who bargained. But I, that yeah. struck me. And, and that goes back to what we talked about, how women perceive their value and the, the okayedness of yeah. providing self-care. And they come because they know the, the, the care. Most of them are 50 plus. Yeah. Um, most of them are on a journey that involves weight loss and exercise. And regaining what they've let go. Yes. Yes. And Beliefs, I call it. Ex- all kinds of things. Yes. And I, I say together, we will rediscover your superpowers. <laughs> yes. Amen. That's a perfect place for us to take a break. Ah, Benita Zahn, a glorious inspiration, you. 
So when we come back, we are going to talk about Benita's leading edge. When we come back on the edge of every day, stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never are back with the glorious Benita on. Okay, so what is that project, Mizon? What is that, seriously, what is that project that is your leading edge, that is, speaks to your heart, speaks to something deep within you that you keep finding a way to push it back on your timeline. That's a good question. Um, I don't know as I have an answer and it might be more acting. Mm -hmm. I squeeze that in as much as that nurtures and fulfills me and excites and ignites me. Mm. Um, But, you know, I'm of an age where there's more behind me than in front of me. Mm. And I try to keep that in mind in a positive way to propel me not to sit around. And I, I sometimes think, you know, you know, you're not 16 anymore, sister. Um, do you, you're not going to run a, a marathon. Listen, I never broke five hours, even in my heyday. Let's be clear. Something always <laughs> came up in life. Um, but, you know, I think that it's maintaining the excitement to get on the start line and believe you will get to the finish line of whatever activity you are signing on to do well amen with for that i couldn't agree with you more um you know in today's listen world, stuff is we, scary let, let me be clear and i, I i've listened oh, and that's to what i'm getting shows, at is right? what, what is scary right now what's a scary project right that is scary right now and you know and to your point you may you know i'm just intuiting a book for you but that I might be pulling that out of the ethers. Um, oh, yeah, I should write a book. There's no question. You're right. I mean, that's it. like a, a no brainer. It's yeah, not like yeah. I'm madly that's, psychic okay. on that. that that's really it. You're, no, it is. It's I, I keep walking around and go, I'll write it. I should. I know. I should. I got to yeah, say, and, it, and maybe there is fear. And maybe there, you know, or maybe there is 
you know, it's just a, a question at you as somebody who does this work with others, you will ask all the important and appropriate internal questions as to how that is birthed. But I, I don't know where I read this or heard this because you know how I did my research on you, mm -hmm. uh, which was so much fun. Um, and I was struck by it again. I, I went back over my notes from our pre-meeting pre and read it again somewhere about the loss of your mom very early mm -hmm. on and reading it again yesterday and just was like a knife. And uh, because I feel as though I lost my mom at 43, very young. Um, and of course, that's not that young, but you much younger than that. And the, the idea that there might be some story in there and the choice of, you know, and we touched on maybe, you know, how that might have influenced decision or I say child free, I never say childless because um, I think that childless makes, makes it feel like it's somehow a failure to mm -hmm. not have kids. And as somebody who's chosen not to, like, by choice, not to have children, um, I always want to empower people to, to I want to talk about the choice to not have children and what, what that means. So I don't know. Is yeah, there, you know, is there any... Um, of, right. And that's also part of understanding that time waits for nobody. Yeah. You know, when uh, you see a parent die and she, my mom was 48. Unbelievable. And, and you were too. I was in my, I was 27 when she passed. And that's something you, you're just starting to become friends. And I've thought many times, Sandy, to do a book, and I've talked about this, and, and there are books, but on the impact of motherless daughters. Yeah. It changed for me as Powerful. you were yeah, intimating, it changed the trajectory of my life. Oh yeah. Um I didn't think it would be fun to have children without her. Part of that, I always thought I would have kids. Interesting. Um, oh, and I think that. in retrospect, I know that I was somewhat depressed for very many years, but I had no one in my corner. So I got up and I got dressed and I went forward every day. And it is what it is. Um, and I was that successful. Was very. Well, this, this speaks volumes to your work is this the depth of the can-do spirit that you embody and your willingness to step through and to ascertain the truth of that depression and how you might use that to inform how you move forward. Mm -hmm. And it in its own way is empowering. Indeed. Oh, my goodness. I wish more people would talk about depression and grief as, as a means of, uh, as an opportunity to move, to expand and to know thyself more deeply and therefore come to a place, circle back to a place of empowerment and, and, and joy. Mm -hmm. Because it is the edge of every day. We do embody both of those at mm -hmm. all times. And the older we get, the more we know that. That's right. So well said. Well, well, hopefully we'll get a book. But Well, you'll be the first to know. Thank you, madam. So on to more fun things. Do you have anything on the horizon work-wise coming up? Some singing, some cabaret. Is there a show coming up? So I love to do a little more singing. Um, my old singing partner, we he left Channel 13 and I left and he and his wow. wife both sing together. So he just made a fabulous sizzle reel with the wife. So I think I've been dumped. Um, <laughs> How dare he? Uh, uh, I knew it was coming. Um, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and he did. He made a great sizzle reel. So yeah, I wish them uh, the best. And I have a feeling that'll be part of their second and third act going forward, okay. which is really exciting to see. Um, book to do a show in um, November with a company called Curtain Call. And I, having just been Fraulein Schneider back in November in Cabaret. Right, right, right. Ugh, right. And yes. then I played Malin back to back in two productions in Steel Magnolias. 
<laughs> I needed a comedy. And um, so this is a comedy. It's a, just a slice of life comedy called All the Days. And I'm not, I wasn't familiar with it. I still don't. I've got to read the whole script. I love the uh, folks that I'll be working with. Um, Terrific. And uh, Stephen Fletcher, who I played oh. in his wife. You know Steve Fletcher. Of course. The we Soul did guys Star, and dolls together at Park Playhouse. Right. So I play, he's directing. Um, I think the last thing he did on stage, I played his wife in um, in uh, Hands on the Hard Body. Oh, love and, it. What a oh, I love this. Give him a big him. fat hug. Yeah, I will. And he's in it and um, a couple of other folks. So uh, that'll be, and you know what, Sandy, I don't have to drive far. I mean, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's like even a run, you know, it's, it's a, only a, a half marathon. <laughs> I love it. So okay, wonderful. So we can look for you at again. It'll be a curtain call in November, and so please, if you're in the area, book your tickets. So you know, talking about theater and supporting it post pandemic is a very big issue right it's now. Very so very talk about huge on the issue. edge. Yeah. Um, theater Barn, which is a local venerable uh, theater in uh, the capital region on your way to uh, Massachusetts, just yeah. wrapped up, it closed. They're not oh, finishing their season. Yeah, no, we, we must, must be supporting our theaters. Yeah, the, because that's what makes times. us, that rounds all of us out. You don't have to be well, a the arts. theater kid, it's, but it's where humanity is portrayed. And uplifted. Yeah. So where do people find you if they want coaching? Uh, I, the easiest, it's BenitaHealthCoach.com. Oh, lovely. BenitaHealthCoach.com. Right. And my email is BenitaHealthCoach at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. So, and and, and I, you, are pro, you are all over um, uh, uh, social media. So people yep. can find you on LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah. And, and, and I also coach virtually. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Benita. So when I are we performing together, my sister? Let, let's do it. We need we, to. We need to have a chat about mm-hmm. what we're doing. I would lo- absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. Love spending this time with you. Thank you so much for coming on. You are just such a lovely, bright light and a, a dear soul. And I'm thrilled to have spent this time with you. Thank you for sharing your beauty, your wisdom, your talent, and your great spirit. I feel so us. honored. The people you have on are just such beacons in this world. So bravo to you. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you. And to our listeners, I thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Remember, never, never, never forget You are always at the edge of the miraculous. Till we speak again next week, have a great week. This is our last dance. This is our last dance. This is ourselves under pressure. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 